Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm AJ. Uh, I'm here today with Doug and Bren. Hey, what's up, guys? It's been Hello. a long-ass time. Yes, yeah, it has. it's been quite a while, but we're glad to have you back, AJ. Um, I guess first and foremost, we should talk about games we've been playing. So I guess our listeners would be eager to hear what you've been playing. Oh, fucking Mario Maker. Holy uh, shit. You got sucked nice. into that? I got sucked into Mario Maker. My roommates have a Wii U. So, like, all right, the house I live in is, like, amazing. We have two 360s. Um, I have two PlayStation 1s. Uh, we have, I have a PS4. There's a Wii U and an Xbox One, all and all in this house. And I have I got a 3DS actually recently. So I cooked my dinner last night in an Easy Bake oven. Fuck you. <laughs> that's awesome. No, that's really exciting though that you have uh, access to all the variety. Um, so you did say Xbox One. You guys got to get that Tomb Raider game and let me know how it is because that's one I'm eager to play. You know, I want. I I'm really tempted. I want. I want to play it so bad. But I also I want to stay true. Like I want to. Play it on PlayStation. Wait, I want to wait for it to come out on PlayStation Four. Like, and I've managed to dodge all reviews of it. Like any sort of like news or like anything story related, I've dodged. I managed to like just juked it right out. Like hasn't been <laughs> able to hit me at all. So, um, so I'm just holding on hope. And I haven't like I was playing a shit ton of Fallout Four, but uh, I haven't the past couple weeks. I like burned myself out. <laughs> And uh, yeah. Brent knows that I was playing like a fuck ton. Like I put on thirty hours in the first week, and um, that's oh wow, that's what I avoided. Yeah, I see. I burned myself out, and I haven't been able to play it since like week one. But I've been I've been uh, sporadically playing my PS4. But yeah, Mario Maker. Uh, every day when I come home from work, like in the morning, I'll sit down, check the notifications. It's on my friend's Wii U, but uh, right now we're trying to get. Like to the uh there are a bunch of like checkpoints for like unlocking extra uploaded like the ability to upload more courses. So okay. you need to get the forty stars, which is basically like someone said, Yeah, this like map you or this world you made is fucking awesome. So they gave you a star. You needed forty of those to unlock like double. It like doubles you can only hold ten to start out with. And then you are allowed to upload 20. And then I'm pretty sure there's more, there are more checkpoints, like the higher you get that you can slowly, like, I think 50 might be the max of like uploaded courses. Okay. Um, so are you diving into the like building the courses yourself aspect of it? Or are you more into playing existing courses? Oh, well, I never really owned, uh, original like Nintendo console growing up. Like the first console I owned was a PS1. So I never experienced like the Mario craze uh growing up besides like a Game Boy game that I had. Um I had Super Mario World. Uh but and yeah, and I even with the N64 I didn't really get to dive into that. Um the I I really I I I've just been building, doing a lot of building. Um it kind of sucks because all my friends are, they grew up with the Mario craze. So they're all really good and experienced with the Mario games. And they're all really familiar with like different techniques and shit to get through levels. And I just make worlds that I could never even dream about beating, but I know that they'll, they'll be in like less than half an hour. They'll figure it out. So I just make the yeah. hardest shit I can. Unfortunately, to upload these things online, they have to be 
they, Nintendo needs they need to show that it's been beaten, that it's a beatable. You have to beat it first to upload it. So, That's impressive. Yeah, it's actually a nice little. Uh, it's a way to keep the trolls away, actually. <laughs> Without a doubt, yeah. I I actually am glad they have that as like a little. Though catch. I've seen plenty of oh yeah trolley creators mm-hmm. who, um, notably uh, Ross from Game Grumps, his like was like fifth ranked in the world or something with his levels because they were so fucking hard. And I know at least him would put in like a secret door that was really hard to find, but that would teleport you right to the end. So he would do <laughs> that, teleport right to the end, beat the level, so it's technically beatable. And it's just like you little shit. But interesting. So people, you know, trolls will always find a way to you know work around stuff. I made a uh, I made a map the other day, like a world the other day, uh, called uh, "Give Me That H Card Hammer Card," and. Uh, it's obviously populated by Hammer Bros, which are the dumbest of uh, Mario enemies, just because they throw hammers. <laughs> um, there is a way I to exploit it so that you can beat it without ever having to like fight a single one of them, and that's how I beat it. But you can absolutely beat it the other way. You just have to be like really fucking good and have your timing down. But uh, yeah, and I threw like a bunch of secret blocks everywhere with like mushrooms in them to like to just like help me beat it the first time. So nice. I think, yeah. I think the loophole they found around the secrets is uh, Nintendo allows you to, I think download and edit the level that you're playing. Like, so you can actually just take someone else's map and change it around if you want. And that allows you to see where all the secrets are, like whether they're invisible or not. Yeah. So you can just like download it, edit the level, see where all the secrets are, then play it again and beat it. Yeah. Cause in a, uh, in the Mario, like in the maker, you can, um, the invisible blocks, they come up as like semi transparent question mark blocks. So you mm-hmm. can see where they are. I, uh, I recently finished one the other day, like making one that I beat the right way, um, that highly featured the, uh, the invisible block as a platform to stand on. Um, things like your fault, like coming out of a tube into the second level. And you fall right through the invisible lock, or lo- with lock block, and you land on um one of the uh those uh the rotating lines of fire, mm-hmm. and you have to jump straight up, hit the block, and then jump around it and up on top of it to dodge the the fire rod as it comes around, and then that's yeah. how you that's how you move on. Yeah, it's ridiculous some of the levels people create. Yeah, I've seen some crazy shit from that game. But um, you also mentioned you got a 3DS. Are you playing any games specifically on that? Uh, Pochemon. Um, <laughs> I've been playing Omega... No, not Omega Ruby. I've been playing Alpha Sapphire. And I have multiple friends with 3DSs. So I like I can like play them and shit. It's really cool. Like, uh, It's just you get distracted very easily in... The Omega and Alpha Alpha games, they uh, they throw a lot of new shit at you, so it kind of like you can very easily get sidetracked doing other stuff, like looking for Pokemon in tall grass because they like they have this thing where you can like sneak up on them, and that like that alone like because sometimes you'll get like Pokemon with special moves. They they've added. 
Yeah, they've added so many different like traits now, and like the whole EV training people have. Yeah. Like Pokemon's become this whole obsessive. I mean, people were obsessed with it before, but now it's turned into this weird like almost MMO mentality of like grinding and like building like the perfect Pokemon and then trading it to people and like selling perfectly trained Pokemon. So it's like a weird like selective breeding for Pokemon. So I'm wondering yeah. if like 10 years from now we're going to have a Pikachu but its ears are all stubby and like it has health problems and like its nose is all cr- fucked oh. up like a pug like because of the selective breeding like we've done with dogs. Oh god. <laughs> yeah, there's um it's called Wonder Trade and it's very useful for just getting rid of the Pokemon that you bred that you don't want. Um I had Ooh, the rejects. Yeah, I had 3D a uh, 3DS XL before. I have the new one, the new 3 the one that can uh, read and write uh, amiibos. Um uh. Yeah, it's it's actually a really sick it's a really sick handheld. I like it a lot. Nice. But um Yeah, they're going to start making games for it that are um amiibo specific or like need to be on the new 3DS XL. So cool. that's it- like something unfortunate that's going to be happening. But yeah, like uh as far as the breeding goes, it's uh they'll breed these fucking things and if they don't have like the right stat makeup and the right like um the right like trait like, cause they're like, they have like skills and shit when they're, when they hatch. Like, uh, I'm trying to think of like a base one. There'd be one that like automatically starts sunny day when it enters the ring, like sunny day immediately starts. So like all fire moves get boosted. Shit like that. Just like random traits that get assigned. Um, plus there's like a secondary like set of stats you can do, the EFs, which are like, you can actually train them. Which is kind of like a waste of time, but here's here's know. a real question for you. So they're going to all these lengths and measures to like make the the video game side of Pokemon that much more complicated and in depth. Are they doing anything to like e- keep up with that kind of mentality in the card game thing? Are, do they even give a fuck that it was a trading card? Are they a trading card game at one point? Are they going to continue with that? Or now they're just saying, eh, well, nobody seems that was a fad of the 90s or whatever. No one seems to give a fuck about that anymore. Let's just put all our money and thought and effort into the video game side of things. I know they're still making new Pokemon card, like for the trading card game. I have honestly no idea how prevalent the community is for around that. Um, I know kids still buy them, but you know, it's, it's when you're a kid and you just buy it because you like the character on it. So you just have like a random pack of Yu-Gi-Oh cards and Digimon cards and Magic together. Like, and you don't have a full deck of any of them. You just like the characters on them. So I'm yeah. not sure how like alive the community is as opposed to like back in the nineties when it first started. Well, that's, I oh, think sorry. the, well, I was going to say, I think the Pokemon card game is essentially just a Magic the Gathering clone, but with Pokemon. Like, I think it plays almost the exact same way. So it's just like, eh, it's not as popular as amongst like the purest card game players. Well, there's no, there's no like info on the cards really. Like it's not like, cause a lot of the, like some of the match cards I have are like naturally just like they're funny as fuck with the, the flavor text that are, that's on them. And, uh, that's lacking in the Pokemon, uh, trading card game. And there's also like the whole counter thing. Which exists mm-hmm. in Magic, but it's usually dice. They use dice to do counters. Um, yeah, it, it basically is. I never really thought of it that way, but if you look at like the 
energy that you have to use to like summon Pokemon and use moves and shit, it's very much like this almost the same thing as magic. Yeah. It's just funny though that you mentioned that yeah, as a kid, you like you just want to own the ones that you enjoy or are familiar with. So like yeah, you'll have like a bunch of different cards, but you don't necessarily have one deck of one thing. It's like but that that's the whole point of buying these cards is so you can play a game. It's so funny that as kids our mentality was like, Oh well I want this, but then you don't even actually play the game that it was designed around. You just have the cards to trade with your friends and that's basically like I don't know, that was at least me growing up as a kid playing Pokemon. None of us actually sat around and fucking played pokemon the card game but i guess we were just too dumb i played the pokemon card game video game for the game boy more than i played the actual card game and i had cards i just throw them all at goodwill and just fucking take them i don't want them yeah it was more or less i think about trading them rather than playing the game which is fucking weird to me yeah i don't know the pokemon card game is a weird subset yeah, like, yeah. um, my first taste of that was, like, uh, I had some Pokemon cards, but Yu-Gi-Oh! was, like, the main. That was when I started actually, like, oh, wait, you can actually, this is actually, like, a, a playable game. Like, this is something you can do with other people. And, uh, I played every morning. I was in eighth grade when I, like, really got into, like, Yu-Gi-Oh! cards. So, I would, like, they used to do breakfast at my middle school. So, I would go there, like, right off the bus and manage to get, like, a quick, like, a quick duel in before uh, classes started in the morning. But uh, yeah, it was cool. I remember we were big into it in middle school. And then for some weird reason, it kind of had a resurgence in my high school. So like, it was like junior and senior year of my high school. And like all my friends would play it in the study hall or a few of my friends. And the teacher would just walk by and like, see the card. And he goes, God, you guys are fucking nerds. And it's just keep walking <laughs> by. Like even the teachers hate us. <laughs> Uh, well, I think I mentioned on a previous episode, but like, I remember when I was like buying Pokemon cards, like the, the comic shop that I would buy them at, like right next to the Pokemon cards, there was like Lord of the Rings cards or like Harry Potter cards, like the trading mm-hmm. card game. And I would buy those thinking, oh, well, if people like this, like this fad, they're going to like go to like the next cool thing. And I think Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings are very popular. Of course, people are going to back that. So I poured all sorts of money into buying these cards and I have them to this day. And now that I think about it, I don't even know. I think the Harry Potter one is an actual game. Like you could actually set them, set those cards up to play a game. The Lord of the Rings one. I don't think you can. I don't, (laughs) I don't know. It's so weird. It's, I guess it's more like spend your money so you can collect them all, but then do nothing with them. Here's a bunch of tiny paintings of characters yeah. you like. Of, of mm-hmm. scenes from a movie you could just watch instead. Yeah. Oh, man. I, I was never a huge Lord of the Rings fan. I'm still not. I, oh, oh, I, I actually want to heard, slap you. <laughs> well, I've actually heard uh, videos I don't after, know if you know Doug's dog's name. Yeah, it's Samwise. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I've heard um, since that like the Hobbit movies, Peter Jackson and a bunch of the crew have come out and said, like, yeah, they're kind of shitty because we were really just thrown into it. Like, Guillermo del Toro was supposed to direct them, and then the last minute he had to drop out for some reason. So Peter Jackson went in with only, like, a year to prepare for the first Hobbit movie. He's kind of like, like, he even admits that the reason they broke it into three movies is because he needed to give himself more time for the third one to figure out what the fuck it's going to be. Oh, so, wow. Like, I didn't know it was like that. Yeah, the crew has come out and admitted, like, it was pretty rushed, and... There's a lot of stuff in it we don't like, and we don't think it was good enough, but we had no other option. See, I enjoyed I enjoyed the Hobbit movies. 
I was just going to say, I'm, I'm ashamed to admit that I've never seen any of the Hobbit movies, and I'm quite okay with that. I loved the Lord of the Rings as an entity by themselves. It was literally fucking flawless and perfect that I don't really give a shit about the story of the Hobbit. I just don't even have faith. When As soon as I did hear it's going to be split into a trilogy, I'm like, you're telling me a story that's smaller than like one volume of Lord of the Rings is going to get split into an equal amount of film. Like that just doesn't even make sense to me. So there, I have no desire to watch this really. They could have theoretically split Lord of the Rings, not just in the three movies, but into like fucking seven. Oh, sure. So That's there's so much arguable. information in both that it, I mean, there was actually, uh, it was the weird part. There actually was enough, like there was enough action and stuff in the Hobbit that you could theoretically split it to three movies just because Tolkien's a fucking genius. And apparently there's talks of like, uh, the Silmarillion getting a movie. Yeah. But uh, with the Hobbit, like I would say by and large, the Hobbit trilogies are easily the worst of the Lord of the Rings series. But I remember after watching them, I'm like, it wasn't terrible. The main complaint I have is they were all too long. Like you could have, cut out some of the fluff in it and made like a good two movies or maybe like a two and a half or something. But like that goes to tell you that like even the shittiest Lord of the Ring movie still isn't that bad. Like compared which, to now, like, now, which one do you think is the shittiest? Yeah, I, exactly. Cause that's, I was just going to ask you that because, oh, that's such a like, and using that operative term shittiest, like I know because talking about Lord every, of the Rings. everyone who typically thinks, I bet you're going to say the fellowship and you're absolutely wrong. That's one of the best movies <laughs> in that fucking series. Well, I was saying, like, The Hobbit as, like, one movie entity out of the whole Lord of the Rings franchise, like, was is the shittiest, in my opinion. Okay. Uh, but out of the base three, um, I would have to say Return of the King just because of my own personal experience. Because I had, like, a big gulp from 7-Eleven, one of those colossal drinks, and I drank all of it in you the movie. You done ruined it for yourself by making yourself <laughs> be in pain during the movie. Oh, I, my bladder was about to explode, and at the end of that movie, it fades out, and she's like, yes! And I'm about to run to the bathroom, and it fades back in. I was like, ah. Oh. And then it fades out, I was like, yes! And then it comes back in. Then it fades out, and it comes back in. It's like, god damn it, stop teasing me! Like, no, I was there so is, mad. There, there is literally at least, like, five different endings in The Return of the King that it, if they would have just, like, left it out of fade out, it would have worked. But no, I'm glad they didn't. Everything about that was perfect. But that's a valid complaint, but it's also not valid, because fuck your bladder. Just go take a week and <laughs> no. watch that movie again. Yeah, that was but, my own fault i'll I'll admit that okay but no okay so for people that think the fellowship is the worst like i it's literally the setup and it's such a flawless movie i think if you ask me i would say the slow not slowest but my least favorite of the original the two towers yeah and the and everyone who's has like everyone's gonna get all up in arms about that and be like are you fucking kidding me helms deep was like the best part of the whole franchise but as much as much as it was like an amazing climax the whole context of that movie was just like the slowest part of it all yes but then the return of the king was oh you can't get a better ending than that i just it every time i watch it to this day i'm like this is years after the fact i'm still shocked that they're even capable of a of making such a cinematic masterpiece with the goddamn Ollie fonts, like stepping on horses and goddamn the Timothy like, mass armies. Yeah. So much shit. Um, for me, I think I agree with Bren about the third one being my least favorite. That's like picking like which child you love the most. Like when you have kids, <laughs> exactly. like that's do you the prettiest love them one. all equally. Like, Oh, no, uh, that's not true at all for me. For me, I enjoyed all of them equally, and the reason I, the reason I had issues with the third one was because it was so good. Like, I love, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> I, let, let, let me let me let me explain. Let me explain. Uh, 
Um, it's the worst because it's too good. <laughs> I love I love endings and I love conclusions to things, and I think it did it so well that um, it makes me feel the worst after it's over. Yes, um, I know what you're saying. That I was one, literally bawling in theaters, dude. And the I ending when they're it. showing all the faces on the parchment and stuff, like after everything is concluded, it's like the, it's like the lowest I felt after a movie in a long time. Um, and as like a teenager, like just like sort of like figuring out like emotions and shit, you're like, why the fuck is this happening? Like, why am I feeling like this right now? And it's so like the it's first the- touch of depression. It's. It's my least favorite because it draws so much strong emotion that it was like, <laughs> it blew me out of the fucking water. That's why that's probably my favorite, though, because it is so overwhelming and like impactful. That is like, that's what they wanted to, that's what they set out to achieve and they've yeah, done your, it. Your reasoning yeah, is, this is my least favorite movie because it's too good. I enjoy it, me, it too much. Well, they double-edged sword me. They double-edged sworded me with the final movie. Like, they, uh, it, it hurts so good. Like, it's one of those things. Like, Kate Beckinsale is so ugly because I beat my meat so hard when I see her. Like, she's <laughs> too Jesus ugly. Like, <laughs> like, it's just such, that's the, honestly the weirdest complaint I've ever heard of anything. I, I <laughs> love it, though. I, I understand where you're coming from, but it's also strange, yeah. Ah, uh, jeez. Well, yeah, moving that, on to some, I was gonna say moving on to something that has a huge franchise and that is critically acclaimed and universally accepted and kind of is shit. Fallout Four. <laughs> oh Jesus! You've been um, playing still? Well, I actually finished the main story. Like oh, like all Bethesda games, you can choose a side. So I finished no, one of the no sides. Spoilers. No spoilers. I won't spoil it, but I finished one of the sides. I haven't done all of them. And since I've been, I've actually gone to Boston because my brother lives up there. And I've actually found a few of the landmarks, like, you know, the historical ones, obviously. Oh, um, like Rockets Red Glare. <laughs> or Rockets uh, <laughs> Red Rockets Truck Stop. Oh, god damn it. <laughs> um, but, like, Fennel Hall, which amazingly isn't filled with super mutants, and it's just full of trashy tourism shit. Um, I don't know which is worse in a historical standpoint, like, if we have monsters living in there, or if it's just uh, capitalism garbage in the <laughs> historical landmark. Did you find um, the secret power armor near there? No, not when I was out there. But I did find uh, Hubris Comics. That's an actual one. That's I was surprised by that one because it seemed like the most modern and it wasn't like a historical site. Um, but it turned out my brother lived like right behind it. And I went there in the game and it's completely destroyed, just like in real life. Um, <laughs> but I finished the game and like I said, the last few uh, episodes, it kind of gets worse the more i play it or not necessarily the game gets worse but my tolerance for all the shit and bugs in the game get lower mm. each time i play it because there's one day where it just crashed like eight times in one mission i'm just like i fucking really like this you how'd you release this game and it's this buggy where like i can't get past the loading screen because it just never fully loads. i mean new vegas uh happened so i mean like yeah even though new vegas i thought in a lot of ways was uh, superior to three. It just the bugs really fucking held it back. Like if it would have been as polished as three was when it came out, uh, New Vegas probably would have had better reviews than three. Yeah, and it's. I'm still glad I pre-ordered four. I'm still glad I played it as early and as much as I have. But it's there's just a lot of problems with it. I'd still say it's a solid like seven point five out of ten, like easily. But just, it gets real annoying and real cluttery. Um, 
the whole crafting system is just an excuse to have a lot of garbage and um, some of the missions just don't end like the Minutemen missions and like saving the building settlements and saving the settlers. It never ends. You, it's actually supposed to go on forever. So don't, you know, run yourself ragged trying to actually finish all of those because it won't. Um, and I actually found myself doing the main story when I got tired of all the other side quests where I was just like, fuck it. I don't care what's happening around me anymore. Let me just finish the story and just knock this game out so I can move on to something else. Oh, that's how I felt about The Last of Us. <laughs> Do you want to get into that now, or should we Not save that? Not now. Yeah, I've, we'll uh, save it. I've been... Yeah, I had, like, the same feeling after 30 hours of, like, um, borderline continuous gameplay within the first, like, four days of having the game. Uh, I was burned out. And the junk thing is totally true. You find yourself fucking micromanaging, like, the fucking, like, stupid building materials that you have on you just to, like, just to be able to move and shit. Like, I got to a point where I had to use power armor just to exist, like, just to be able to move around. Yeah, they, they almost force you into the power armor, like, having it all times. But, like, that's the thing. You're not wearing it to survive the wasteland. You're using it to carry all your shit. Like, you're using it as a backpack. And that's another thing. I find so many legendary weapons because there's legendary enemies you can fight and they always drop either a piece of armor or a weapon. And I just have this steamer trunk just full of legendary weapons. I'm just like, they all suck. Like, just because they have a bonus effect to them doesn't mean they're legendary. And I hate it because you can't scrap them. Like, you can normally scrap other weapons to get parts from them, like screws and aluminum and stuff that's hard to find. And you can't scrap the legendary ones. I'm like, but I have like 14 shotguns that all do different things. But I don't use any of them, because they all suck now, more than the shotgun I have on me. Now, can you, like, isn't there, there was a perk I was, like, looking at that I was, like, thinking about going into where it gives you, like, materials from guns and shit? Can that, does that upgrade to a point where you can actually scrap those guns? Uh, scrap the legendary ones? I'm not sure. It's I know called you can Scrapper. Sc- yeah, I'm not sure if if you get it fully maxed out, if you can scrap the legendary ones. I clearly haven't. Um, But you can scrap, like normal guns you get which is good because instead of getting like six pieces of steel and a piece of wood from a shotgun you get like screws and gears and springs and like you know harder stuff to find now was your was your favorite weapon in the game the fucking laser musket because that was my one like right off and it's like still my favorite no not at all i dropped that bitch immediately uh probably the one i used the most was the spray and pray which is a legendary weapon you can get from cricket who's a merchant. I, the first time I saw her was outside Diamond City, and it's a silent Tommy gun whose bullets explode when they hit something. I thought Ooh. you were going to say a sex act on Urban Dictionary, because it sounds <laughs> like it. I mean, it very well could be. If you look up Spray and Pray on Urban Dictionary, I'm sure you'll find something. <laughs> did, um, but, did you fight Swan? Yeah, I did that because I had time to kill. Like, he wasn't that hard. Because that's the thing. You level up so quickly, and you find all these legendary items, and I got, like, I played uh, with the Brotherhood of Steel. It's no spoiler. But they eventually give you a set of power armor. And they're like, only the you know best knights in the Brotherhood of Steel get power armor. You have to earn the right. I was like, bitch, I got, like, six of them down in the Commonwealth. Like, one of them's in a trash can because I just can't get rid of it. Like, power armor is so common in Fallout 4 that it's just it's not impressive anymore. Yeah, the intro, I think, might be the bet, like, the most well-rounded part of the game. Because you can tell they clearly took their time making the intro. To show at like um, E3 and all of the uh, CES, 
they took so much time building the first like hour and a half of gameplay the rest of the game like pales in comparison in terms of like how it's constructed it's uh the rest of the game's laggy the quests like fuck up and uh, like there's just like a bunch of shit that like can go wrong like after the first hour and a half of gameplay that just pisses you off yeah and then every now and then you'll find just super hard enemies like a alpha glowing death call or something or i was just wandering around and i was like oh look a neat little hut let me just rummage around here oh there's a safe let me crack into the safe and when i walked out of the building there's a legendary sentry bot that just fucking tackled me and killed me immediately i was like what the hell like why i could i didn't even know that guy was there like so there's parts like that where it just kind of annoys me which you know yes it still prevents a challenge but i just don't care anymore and i'm already tired of the game so i'm taking a big break from it and then i switched to binding of isaac and i finished all the challenges in that so haha what's now what now i i think i i may or may not have binding of isaac was it was it it might have been free on ps4 at one point so fucking good um i never played it though like what is it like what's the what's the whole like the deal with that game it's a roguelike right yeah, it's it's the first roguelike I played, so like it's still I still think it's one of the better ones because it cha- you can get power-ups and different power-ups interact with other power-ups in different ways. So you can get like a knife where you can like shoot a knife out, then you can get like uh a beam power-up. So you shoot a beam of knives like so they interact differently. So each time it I think it genuinely feels different as opposed to just getting the same thing piling up. Um it's like the original Zelda is like where it's sort of top down adventuring and you're going from you know room to room to room and there's little secrets in some and then there's hard enemies in one and then you know nothing in other rooms because it changes every time you play mm-hmm. and you play as Isaac who's escaping his mother who's trying to kill him because God told her to kill him like the whole Abraham shtick and you're just fighting shit that's down in her basement and sometimes it's literal shit they're sensing pieces of shit. And a buddy of mine was actually playing it recently, talking to me, and I didn't realize how much I played. I'm like, oh, yeah, there's this guy. He's like, what about, like, why am I fighting a giant, like, face that's shooting, like, throwing up blood at me? I was like, oh, yeah, that's Monstro. He's easy. He's like, what do you mean easy? I died three times on him. And I realized it's because I have over, uh, let me see, 200. I have almost 400 hours in the original and all the DLC and then the second Binding of Isaac, the Rebirth, with all of that DLC as well. So I have almost 400 hours in all of those games, and I Holy fucking hell. love them. It's wow. just it's just what I play when I want to listen to a podcast or just zone out, because the story doesn't matter, and it's just different every time. So I could die in the first level, or I could make it all the way to the last without getting hit once. Now, so did you I play Super I, Meat Boy at all? God, that game was a nightmare. Yeah, I played it a bit, but it's so hard. Because I have that, too, because that was free on PSN. Um, yeah, they've been giving actually, away some solid games on PSN, honestly. Yeah, I actually have the Basement Collection on Steam, which is all of the games from that guy who who's done Binding of Isaac and Super Meat Boy and stuff. So I have all of his games from Newgrounds that he made, because that's where he started out. Saturday, they released uh, the PlayStation 4 copy of Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. Um, the... The port for PlayStation Four, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, didn't they just come out with the trailer for the remake? Yeah, I yeah. Saw they that too. they have a new trailer. Yeah, that that happened at PlayStation Experience. That looks really ridiculous. The sad thing is, though, I have no frame of reference. So as a fan, I'm like, I think I'd much rather play the new new version. But I think a lot of the 
traditional fans are kind of in uproar because of the combat style. It's not, uh, is it turn-based or is it actually active? It's going to be active. It's, um, they're using the, one of the newer combat systems. So like, I think it's going to be similar to like, um, kingdom hearts. Yeah. Like a similar combat system to the kingdom hearts, maybe the newest kingdom hearts. They might be using that. Cause they, they were using, what were they using? They, they were using the Unreal Engine, I think, for the new for Kingdom Hearts three, and they completely like they said no, and then they designed their own combat system from the ground up. Oh wow! Like, yeah, just I definitely for Kingdom that makes, Hearts. That gives me a lot of faith, though, as a fan of the Final Fantasy franchise, because I love the combat in Kingdom Hearts, and sure, like as much as as an old school gamer I am, I do enjoy turn based combat, but like, I think it's time to get with the times and see how it flows. And like, especially if you're going to update the graphics and go that far, why wouldn't you make it so that they're going to fluently fight one another? Now I'm going to, I'm going to hit you real quick with a couple of things. And now is the perfect time. If you're willing to put in a little bit of time to play through the original version of final fantasy seven, a little bit of time. No, 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 let me, no, no, here, here's the, here's the kicker. They included in the PSR per, uh, per, wow, port, um, (laughs) they included a couple of cheats into the game. Oh. Where, you know how, um, when you play like, uh, the old Pokemon games through Pokemon Stadium, you have like Dodrio speed where you can go power through them. They included by pressing the analog sticks, uh, either like, L3, I think, is like pressing L3 makes the game move at, at like high speeds. Uh, pressing both L3 and R3 at the same time shuts off random encounters. And then pressing R3 gives the team, uh, uh it gives them fucking unlimited limit breaks if you wanted to be oh, that Jesus. guy. If you wanted to <laughs> yeah. be, if you wanted to be that guy. But, um, I think the, wow. the key here to, to look at is, um, and this is something I read in an article on Kotaku. The the inclusion of the speed one is huge if you haven't played the game before, and as, along with like the random encounter, because when you're walking around the world map, you just get like fucking barraged by enemies. Yeah, so, just like Legend of Dragoon. Oh god, you can speed <laughs> you can speed through like all of the map parts like that have like nothing to do with the story when you're just like walking around the world and shit. And then slow down for to like read dialogue and like do all that stuff, but then like when you hit a part that's hard, you can just turn the speed up, turn the random encounters back on, and then just power grind through levels so you can get through. Oh uh, well, yeah, it does sound enticing, but didn't you say it was only a PS4 thing? I don't think I have access. No, to it. there is um there was another version of the game that included it, and actually, uh, Steam you can you can uh, download it for Steam. Listen so, to this. This is how pathetic I am. I think at one point I had a copy of Final Fantasy VII on PlayStation 1. I have it on PC in four separate discs. Like, I had borrowed it from a friend and forgot to return it to him. Sorry, Steve. I'll get it back to you someday. Um, and then also I have it on my PlayStation 3. I bought the, I guess it's like the PS1 port to PS3. So, like, I have it everywhere. I just need to goddamn play it. I'm, <laughs> I'm literally an idiot. You're literally surrounded by Final Fantasy VII. And I just don't play it. I don't know what my <laughs> problem is. I, I, I think it's because the time has passed. Like, I should have played it when it was, like, a big deal and, like, when I was, like, enjoying those style of games. But realistically, everyone knows that I, I, I was playing Legend of Dragoon at the same time. And it's just, that's my go-to game for that, like, kind of genre. 
But then again, Final Fantasy Nine, I loved. So I'm sure I would enjoy Final Fantasy Seven. But I think I'm looking forward to the new one specifically because I want to play it with new combat system, updated graphics, get the story, and just like take it for what it's worth as that, and just forget about the old one as as much of an abomination as of a statement that is. <laughs> It's interesting with Final Fantasy fans because it seems like there's one that everyone particularly loves. Like for you and me, Doug, it's Final Fantasy Nine. For most people, it's Seven. Uh, a buddy of mine, lo- you love Eight. A buddy of mine loves Ten, which a lot of people will find that laughable. Um, one buddy of mine really liked Final Fantasy Twelve, and I couldn't have gotten more than twenty minutes into it because I hated it. It was um, it was boringish, but it was good. Yeah, but it's and that also introduced like that was the first Final Fantasy game I played with the active combat as opposed to the turn base and i'll be honest i think i probably complained about that more because i didn't like the game as a whole as opposed to just the combat um but it seems like final fantasy fans are like super loyal and keep buying like every game and keep playing but it seems like there's the one they hold in the highest regard and the rest they all kind of tolerate i don't know too many who are like oh yeah i really like seven eight 12, like, you know, they, they don't have a few that were good. Six is like actually almost widely considered the best one in the franchise in terms of, like, overall quality. Well, really? also, story-wise, four gets a lot of recognition. Um, but I, I still think, I personally think nine is just by far the best. I think even the creator himself of Final Fantasy has gone on statement somewhere to say that he thinks nine is the best too. Just from front to finish, you just can't get much better than that. I, I want to relive that today. I talk about HD remakes. If they did an HD remake of that, just make Zidane look less girly and everything <laughs> will be great. <laughs> they literally I, I just pre- have his character HD remade and he's like in the game, like as like a high res model and everyone else just looks like shit. no he'd just be like uh i don't know he's just way too feminine looking he's got a midriff a crop top and he's got the belly shirt yeah he's got like a vest for a guy character it's like what's going on there and he's also like a saiyan because he's got like the monkey tail going so (laughs) yeah don't forget his uh his eyelashes his that was like a whole thing though because steiner had eyelash like crazy eyelashes too yeah he had like makeup on straight up like i don't even know (laughs) i was gonna say vivi had a lot but Thank you. <laughs> B, B was just in blackface. Blackface. <laughs> oh, Doug. Actually, that uh, that version of FF Seven I was talking about. It's um, they released it. That was when they released it for iOS. So, if uh, if you have any like iOS uh stuff, you can get it for that. Oh man, you're the first person I ever heard say iOS because I remember yes. early in the inception of this podcast, I said that and Matt called me out. He's like, it's iOS or something, but that's funny. But no, then you said iOS, but that's interesting. Yeah. No wonder I didn't play it because I'm an Android guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think there's others. Mm, I don't oh. know, but there's, they do, uh, Kotaku like has like round the clock fucking Final Fantasy seven coverage just because it <laughs> seems like Kotaku, the, was it Jason Schreier, the the one author for Kotaku, was like all about fucking Final Fantasy Seven? Got a raging hard one for him cloud. and him and Brian Ashcroft just like go back and forth, just like apparently there's a Easter a little Final Fantasy Seven Easter egg in Just Call Us Three that just came out. Oh yeah, apparently like somewhere up on the mountain you could find uh, Cloud's Buster Sword like stabbed into the mountain. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. Oh yeah, not oh, to man. mention Cloud's coming to Smash Brothers. Yeah, we yeah, actually we mentioned that a couple episodes ago, but it's <laughs> definitely a little, it's kind of controversial, but I think all in all, everyone's just all around excited. 
You can tell who listens to his own podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but um, also, I guess spe- I mentioned Android and stuff. I should talk about the game that I've been playing. I haven't really play- playing anything other than this phone game, and it's really not even that uh, like something to get sucked into, but I have anyway. It's this game called Green the Planet. And I guess when you install it, you get a little icon, and it's just, like, shortened to just called greening. So I don't know if it's – I think it's just green the planet. But you can check it out. I'm pretty sure it's on iOS and Android. But it's just a casual game, um, very pixelated uh, graphical style with some, like, really colorful – graphics but the whole point of it is you're like either one or two little creatures that stand on this planet and it it looks like a barren moon as as you start the game and as you play the game like these asteroids are going over top of your screen like from uh the the left to the right um or wait no right to the left and the idea is you have like this weapon you can like shoot like i don't know little lasers at these asteroids and like break up the asteroids and then they're um the the remains of the asteroids come to the surface and you tap on the surface to collect those and what you do is you collect a bunch of these like uh asteroid crumblings and then in you cash that in in order to like cr- make your planet green so to speak so and you can upgrade your weapon to like have a laser that shoots these asteroids and you basically upgrade it's just continually upgrading your planet and making it a sp- like percent greener than it was so it actually took a a decently long time. I probably played the game for like four or five days before I had a hundred percent green planet, but it's just one of those games that it's just like perfect for pooping or just something like you have nothing else to do. Uh, it's, you just sit there and blast these asteroids away. And sometimes like your weapon isn't strong enough. So you realize like, Oh, well I should spend some of these like asteroid stuff on like upgrading my weapons. So the next time I shoot the asteroids, it's not as like a pain in the ass, but, and also you have shooting stars that come down and like, you could have like these little androids that collect those. So all in all, it's just this awesome little casual game. But the thing I was most interested in finding out was like, well, what happens when I get to a hundred percent? Like, does the game continue on? Like there's this other little aspect of it of like, sometimes when you break asteroids, like little objects come out of them. So like you could collect like a rubber ducky or like a little like Lego piece or something. And you have like in your, uh, interface, like in the menu, you can access which ones you've collected throughout the, your gameplay. So I'm trying to collect all of those. And I, I eventually did get to the point where my planet was hundred percent green. And all that happens is you just end up starting over again with like a planet that's not green. So it's really kind of anticlimactic when you beat the, like when you get to the goal that you've been spending all this time doing, but it's also, that's this the kind of game it is. So if that sounds like something you're interested in and looking for something just to do casual, Android iOS game, Green the Planet, had a lot of fun. I've never heard... Well, it's interesting that mobile games have become described as perfect for pooping. <laughs> I've never never heard anything else described as great for pooping. It pretty much is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but with Android games, Fallout Shelter, the you know game they released early uh, when they announced Fallout 4, way back in, you know, eight months ago. Uh, God, it's weird to think how much has happened in that time. Um, but they announced an update for the uh, Fallout Shelter app, the game. And now uh, you can get dog meat and other pets in your vault. And it's super adorable because they're doing anything to try and re- re- you know, revitalize that game because everyone has stopped giving a shit about that. Yeah. Oh. They pretty Guess much, what? like, bat- as soon as Fallout 4 came out, they're like, done. And they just, like, well, walked away. Not even Fallout 4. As soon as you hit, like, you know, 35 vault dwellers, it's like, well, it's super sustainable and no death claws can kill me. So I'm fucking done. Like, there's no, there's nothing else to do. 
Yeah. Talking about like revamping shit though, uh, dude, guess what? I just happened recently. Um, I've said on this podcast, I'm pretty sure that my favorite game ever is a game called Res, and it was a Dreamcast game, uh, that most people have never even heard of. It's like a musical shooter. It was just really trippy and weird. But just at the past, I think it was, uh, PlayStation Experience or one of these like game awards or something. No, it had to been PlayStation Experience because it's a PlayStation thing. They announced that Res Infinite is coming to PlayStation. PlayStation 4 and uh, and also virtual reality actually it's going to be uh it's a VR port of the game will feature 3D audio 120 frames per second uh frame rate it looks fucking ridiculous and this is one of my favorite games ever and they're they're spending the time to bring this back into the the forefront and people are uh, everyone moving forward is going to be like of course I know Res Infinite that game's amazing but I'm like dude that game is from like a game that was inspired even it was just I don't know it's just so much older than most people will even they'll probably never even have heard of the original but I'm just glad that they're doing this I'm so fucking excited I'm like <laughs> dumbfounded it's like when I took uh, my little cousin to see like Rick and Ralph and it shows like Hubert and like the snakes like on the side like I think it says like they'll you know will play for coins or something they have like a little homeless sign and my cousin is like, what the hell are those? I was like, you don't know what Cubert is? It's fucking Cubert, man. Like, <laughs> and like, I looked it up and I was like, Cubert was before my time, but I just, I played it. That's, you know, <laughs> it didn't have that many games. Hell, I think I didn't know what Cubert was on an episode, but I'm glad you brought it to my attention. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just one of those things where we're just getting older and so are video games. And it's weird to think like, it's like, oh, this game, video game is one of the classics back in the, you know, 90s it's just like 90s like god that was like 45 years ago and people are gonna be like Ugh. like it's just weird to think like how uh, i think we even cha- uh posted something on the facebook of like the original doom villain to the newest doom game like a screenshot from the newest Doom game it, it and really it's puts like, it in perspective just the graphic comparison of like here's eight pixels that make up the villain and then here's forty thousand polygons just for his face like yeah, it's, it's definitely it is it's ridiculous. And it's just uh, checking out this one article. It turns out Res was originally released for Dreamcast and PlayStation Two in two thousand one. Holy fuck! I never knew it was on PlayStation Two. That blows my mind. If I can find a copy of that, I'm gonna go go for it. But then it also says uh, a three sixty version was released in two thousand eight. So had I known about that, I would have been all over that as well. But I'm just glad that the people involved recognize that res is such a classic and that it deserves the the remake also remaster whatever they're doing with it it's called res infinite so i'm assuming that it's going to even maybe be maybe even extended who knows but the fact that it's also going to be virtual reality like a whole experience i can't wait to just put on a headset and dive into that shit because that is how that game is meant to be experienced jeez it's just one of those it's too too visually stimulating for me and my eyes start bleeding and I start going into the epileptic seizures. It's it's too much for me. But. Yeah, they might have to put some kind of warning on that. <laughs> I think they even did on the original game. Who knows? I'm sure they did. It was back in the 90s where they had the you know warning before every episode of Pokemon because apparently one kid had a seizure watching it, which, I don't know, that might have just been a myth. Yeah. Never but- know how true that is. We've derailed this show enough. Uh, do you guys want to play I Was the Walrus or anything, or do you want to wrap things up? Uh, I got two things I'll just bring up real quick. Yeah, it's something I wanted to talk about quick, too. All right, sure. I'll just toss these out. Uh, a, it looks like Mystery Science Theater 3000 is coming back with nine new episodes 
the Kickstarter's ending in 34 hours. As did you, Are you on you Polygon know. right now? No. Because <laughs> um, uh, uh, I'm on I've, Polygon and I saw it. <laughs> Oh, I've yeah, I've actually been following this pretty closely, and it's I'm super excited. We got you know originally I thought it was gonna be like four episodes, now we got nine, and there's like a new host and everything. So any MSTK, uh, oh yeah, I always have trouble saying it. MST3K fans out there getting nine new episodes and a bunch of new shit and a ton of people behind it like Pat Oswalt. So I'm super pumped for that. And apparently they got writers from The Simpsons and Rick and Morty. Like they've snagged some of their writers. Oh fuck. So it's going to be good. It's going to nice. be great. Uh, and just real quick that apparently, uh, well, I knew there was a DLC for Bloodborne came out and it's neat because you have to get like halfway through the game before you can even get to it because the DLC is just fucking brutal. It's just so hard. So they have to like, they have to put like a, you know, beginner's gate on it. So you can't just jump in and get your ass handed to you. And you it's fucking to- like 10 hours long. Yeah, apparently they've been working on it since the game came out. Like, they've just kept working straight to get this DLC out. Uh, apparently it's so much harder. And, of course, because it's Twitch and streamers, there's a guy on Twitch, Lobos Jr., who's playing it using only his fist. He's oh. not using any weapons or any guns or any anything in the game. He's just punching shit to death. And I... Like, it's... The Demon Souls games are some of the hardest games out there, and people are still making it harder for themselves. Like, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get that either. That's actually just fucking retarded. It's just masochism. They just like being in pain. Uh, that's all I got, though. I just wanted to bring those up. Um, I have one last thing, and it's something that comes out in exactly seven days. Um, The Ring? <laughs> seven days. Seven days! Um, I will be attending at 7 p.m. next Thursday the Ooh. 3D premiere of Star Wars The Force oh. Awakens. Fuck oh, yeah, dude. la awesome. da Mr. I got my tickets early. No, I didn't even get them that early. I got them like a month ago because there's a, there's a theater in Allentown that had tickets available still for the 7 p.m. showing of the, of the movie. And I was like, oh, fuck yes, I'm going to buy tickets uh, right now. And uh, I got them, and I got my friends to buy tickets, and... Uh, You're going to be yeah. watching the movie in some dude's basement in the woods. No, was, I know where it Texas is. Chancel it's a Massacre. fucking car mic. It's a car mic. I've been there before. It's just dead. It's, um... There's a sign on the on the road for it, but then you have to go into this, uh... You have to go into the shopping center parking lot, and, like, all the way down at the end, there's, like, a hill that leads, like, up to the car mic, so it's, like, fucking hidden behind, like, all the shopping centers... And, uh, yeah, it was, like, dead when I went there to, like, look, like, just, like, look around the building to see how the building is, and it it was just, like, fucking dead in the parking lot. So, I think it's just one of those weird theaters where it's, like, a mainstream theater, but not many people understand that it's there. Like, so, yeah, I went online, went on Fandango, purchased tickets already, I just need to bring my credit card with me that I used to purchase it, and, uh, I'll get my ticket and my 3D glasses on, uh, on Thursday. I'm nice, super dude. jazzed. It's like yeah, the most exciting thing. I'm, Lucky you. I'm mostly going to wait till Christmas to see it. So I just Doug really knows where me. the rave is. The rave was sold out until January 6th. Every showing was sold out until the 6th of January. Holy That's why I was hell. surprised you got them because I know guys who uh, it went on sale like when they've released the first trailer, like during I think like the Giants game, like the football game or something. 
and the Eagles uh, Giants buddy, game. It was like a Monday night football game. Yeah, and buddies of mine had to get tickets like for, in movie theaters like two hours away because all the ones around us were sold out immediately. So like it, I'm amazed you got those. I'm so happy. Like, yeah, we went on, like Fandango. I, I'm assuming Fandango would keep you from purchasing them if they don't exist. Like. They would be like, oh, well, we can't, sorry that that is sold out or whatever. I, w- I would hope Fandango's good yeah. enough to be like that. So You're praying they're that good. <laughs> yeah, because that'd be really fucking dumb if I get there and they're like, oh, well, the movie was sold out and we don't know why it allowed you to purchase these tickets. Well, like, I'll be really fucking upset because I already purchased them. At that point, you just sneak in. Yeah. Well, I There's mean- going to be so much fucking security, it's going to be insane. <laughs> Kojima is like the creator of Konami, and they had a restraining order against him at the video game awards. So there are fucking dumb things in the world. Like so a, res- a restraining order, though. I don't like, know. If what it is was he actually- gonna do? Fucking like CQC them to death? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's Kojima. He might. Uh, I know he legally had to stay a certain distance away from the video game awards. So that sounds like a restraining order to me. Yeah, that's ridiculous. That's yeah, bullshit. That's- considering he's like one of the most visionary like game creators in the history of the industry. That'd be like Marvel having a restraining order against Stan Lee at like the Captain America premiere. <laughs> or for like Nintendo for um Miyazaki. No, what, what the fuck am I saying? <laughs> uh, yeah, whoa. That uh, or like no, I guess Studio Ghibli for Miyazaki would yes, be yes, uh, yeah, uh, that's, yeah, that's a good I, reference. Okay. I smashed together two concepts there for a second. <laughs> there you go. Do you want to try a game, Doug, or was that yeah. what you're trying to do? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm looking at our leaderboard right now. I'm not sure how accurate it is, because I'm not sure if I've kept up with it or not. But from <laughs> what we have now, Brent is still winning by two, and me Woo-hoo! and AJ are tied. So we might want to go with the tiebreaker if Brent doesn't mind judging. But it's up to you guys. Do you do you guys even feel like playing the game, or do you want to end it now? Yeah, I'm fine with the round. Yeah. All right, awesome. We are going to play I Was the Walrus. Yeah, it's like improv training. We actually haven't played in a while. Exactly. Plus, as this one goes out, I'm assuming, uh, we got the best stuff going on every Friday, right? Yep, that's absolutely right. Yeah. All right. This doesn't make it this year. <laughs> Maybe, <laughs> Maybe so next year. not be year. making the best stuff. Like, what if we we deliver, like, a fucking slam dunk? Like, I'm If it was, like, pure gold, I, I still would just be like, well, that's the only time you're ever going to hear that one. <laughs> Don't miss this episode. I'm coming out with the category, so I can promise you it's not going to be gold. <laughs> uh, Don't say that. I got fucking nothing. <laughs> Let me see if I have any written up that I could just even send you to, like, give you... I think I do. Or no, those are choices. These are categories. Okay, here we go. Which superhero would you not want to have sex with? Um, if you could take a character from one universe and, oh, we did that actually. Oh, wait, see, we did all of these actually. Um, except which superhero would you not want to have sex with? So that might be something we start with. <laughs> I, yeah, I'll just, I'll take that. Uh, so this is actually a suggestion from you, Doug, but 
what superhero would you not want to have sex with? <laughs> oh, man. And I haven't put any thought into this, so, hmm. That's when it's good when you just think of it, and then that's it. You just don't go down that line of thinking so you can so it can be used against you someday. Like a child. I think I'm ready, but uh, let, let me know when you're ready, AJ. Oh, shit, my case just... Wait, wait, wait. wait. Re- redo the question? <laughs> I'm sorry, I just got a notification from Amazon that my phone case came in. I uh, I bought a new phone. I decided to move on from my Windows phone because it's a dongle. Oh, shit. Okay. What superhero would you not want to have sex with? Oh, boy. Oh, yeah, I got one. All right. I immediately got one. Ah, oh, I'm like torn. Um, okay. I, I, Rip- I I'm ready. Are you rip torn? Are oh, you God. drunk and breaking into a bank and shooting up the place? Remember that, guys? Remember when he lost his mind for a while? That was fun. Rip's actually a nickname passed down his, through his family. I don't doubt that. <laughs> okay. All right, ready? Yes. Three, two, one, go. The Incredible Hulk. Man Spider. Man Spider. Is that an actual superhero? Like, yes, a- it's the, um, I don't know, you remember the Spider-Man television series when, uh, he like yeah, starts when he, mutating again and he turns into a fucking giant spider. Like a yeah, spider like Yeah, the six arm saga. He's craving a hunter, gets him with a serum to make him more of a beast. Yeah. That and what would that count as a hero though? Like or I mean I I guess. Like I I would assume so. He's still technically Spider Man. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, and the Hulk? Yeah, basically any kind of like angry or makeup sex is gonna get real ugly. <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> I like how I like how though you're not just having sex with a superhero. You've already established a relationship where you've <laughs> broken up or have had a spat or two, hey, and have had the angry makeup sex with Bruce it, Banner. <laughs> our relationship status on Facebook is it's complicated. Okay. <laughs> the only one it wouldn't hurt would be Black Widow because she's got nothing in there. <laughs> oh god but, but like just, uh, well, uh. It, it draws a question though like with the hulk a lot of the time it's adrenaline so is he like i've heard comedians say like he's just oh like mutated boner because anytime he gets adrenaline pumping he turns into the hulk oh god so like anytime he gets sexually aroused he's the hulk so bruce banner never has sex it's always the hulk that's what i'm actually getting at. exactly I was just thinking, um, based on the amount of gamma fucking radiation inside of him, and, like, <laughs> the, mutate, the, the mutation properties, he might be the only one that could actually successfully impregnate Black Widow. Oh, God. Jesus. Where has the show gone? Like, something weird, would, something weird would happen and she would just, like, get her uterus back. It would just, like, be there. <laughs> Remember how we sterilize you and removed your entire uterus? We're going to shoot this bunch of radioactive goo inside you and it regenerates it. Like you know what I mean? Like that does that like in a no? Mar- I don't know what you mean. In a Marvel, in a Marvel, uh, in a like a, in a universe where superheroes exist and gamma radiation is a fucking thing that turns people into giant green monsters, I don't think it's outside of the realm of possibility to say that her vagina would regrow, like the inside of her <laughs> vagina would regrow. Like he could turn into a fucking like a half a house. Like I like I don't know. <laughs> How are you even defending your answer? Then what the nothing fuck to do is with happening? Spider Man. <laughs> No, no, like, I, I just, like, it was just a weird tangent that I thought about. That's understandable. But yeah, Spider-Man, like, Man-Spider's scary as shit. 
<laughs> yes, I'd agree with that. Don't you don't y'all don't want to? I don't want no, I don't want those fangs anywhere near my junk. I don't know. There is a spider fetish out there. There's like, oh, you know, I don't oh. like it. I don't like any second of that. <laughs> There's a whole anime devoted to the idea of like half people, half a uh, creatures, like monster creatures. No, and, it got, and no. it's a harem. It's no. a harem no. anime, so they all fall in love with the dude, and one of them's a spider. That's terrifying. I'm straight arachnophobic. <laughs> that sounds like my worst nightmare. Arachnophobic? Is that when you're aroused by some- No. Uh- <laughs> Classic, Ron. Classic Ron Weasley. No, no. Um, no, 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 no. I'm going to have to go with Man Spider just because the Hulk's still humanoid enough. Like, he'll split your ass in half. That's like, what I'm afraid of. Hulk Hogan style. <laughs> oh, God. But, like, it's still, like humanoid as opposed to like the multiple appendages and fangs and like you know you're laying in bed the next morning you're like oh honey do you want to go get me some breakfast and, the, and you're staring into like eight eyes and oh, it's just God. like Bruh! and you look down and you're in a fucking they it's he he's spun you into a fucking like cocoon yeah he's about to break into you yeah there's train a chance all your body that fluids. even though your ass was ripped in half that it was sort of pleasurable so. <laughs> maybe you're into that <laughs> all right well that's fair enough damn <laughs> and we never even discussed, like, if the Hulk is proportionally, like, endowed. I mean, everything else is. I'd assume so. Yeah, I'm assuming, yeah, his his junk is basically the juggernaut. Oh, God. I mean, it's not literally exploding out of his pants when he transforms, so it's not, like, a, you know, blue whale's dick. But, like, I'm gonna say it's proportionate. Oh, God. It's amazing. That's like the that's the only part that doesn't transform. So he's just like a regular. He's he's actually super self conscious about his non green penis when he's in the Hulk form. That's oh, why he's wow. so angry all the time. He he's la- like it's he has cold to outside, out. guys. It's cold. <laughs> I was swimming. Yeah, there we go. Since There's it's green, it, since it's green, it actually looks like a frightened turtle. Oh God! There we go. I remember seeing a comic strip of, like, Superman about to have sex with Lois Lane, and he pulls his pants off, and she's just freaking out. It's like, what the hell are those? It's like, those are my pincers to, like, grab onto you so you don't run away. It's like, what the fuck? He's like, I'm an alien. What do you expect? Like, people forget he's not actually human. Yeah, except he's, like, pretty much fucking human. Like, they, that's, I hate Superman so much. I hate, I can't, <laughs> I can't get into this. I hate Superman. Well, I, I, hope, I, hope, ba- I hope Batfleck beats the living fuck out of him in the new movie. Oh, dude, I was just going to say, there's the new movie coming out, and there's no way Batman can walk away, though, Victor. I'm just, well, they, as much as I, I'm not a Superman fan, I just It looks don't like think they're stopping it, like, mid-fucking fight with Doomsday, like, yeah, they're they getting ready Doomsday, to get so. sexy, and oh. then they're like, yeah, and then Doomsday shows up, and he just, like, fucks everyone's day. Yeah. Okay. It'd be like Go- Goku fighting Vegeta, and then Frieza shows up, and it's just like, fuck, we gotta yeah. deal with this guy now. Yeah. Alright, next question. It's... One similar one to one we've already done, where you're jumping into a fictional world, but now you have to go some point in the future, like it has to be in the future. So any fictional future realm. Oh, I see. So okay, hmm. And Star Wars doesn't count because it's a long, long time ago, and it's in a galaxy far, far away. So it just took that long for the light to uh, to reach our planet for us to perceive it. So everyone in Star Wars universe is actually already dead. So don't try and do that loophole bullshit. Whoa. Um, hmm, give me a minute. I wish I wish in the new Star Wars they look at, like, Earth, and it's just, like, dinosaurs, and it's like, ew, and they just, like, avoid that planet. Are you looking up stuff, Doug? I'm about to, yeah. <laughs> I have, I think I have one. 
the time machine, because we all know that's a great future. Oh, fuck. No. The yeah, no I as the world depressing. fucking explodes. I was just yeah. Saying, ew. Actually, we just de- uh, devolve no. and crabs take over the planet, and it's all, like, lava-y. That was a great book. It was depressing as fuck, though. Yeah. The old movie was just as depressing. Yeah. The original. I wonder if we ever do get to the point where we're able to build, like, time travel, and, like, when science is just like, you know what? Fuck it. It's just gonna make things worse. It's just gonna get so much more complicated. I'm killing everyone in this room and destroying this property. See, and that's a weird, like, paradox sort of thing that I, like, think about on a daily basis. Like, I tell myself, like, if there's time travel, like, I'm promising myself right now that I'm going to come back and fix this in my past. And it makes me think that there's either, it like, that it's either never going to happen or there's going to be serious laws in place that keep people from, like, tampering with the time-space continuum. And it's going to be, like, a punishable offense. Um, yeah. Or, like... Time squad. Oh. Or time travel isn't physically possible. Or... Like I like, there's like any like, or the or like, there's this whole splintered universe theory where that like, by going back in time, you actually create another string of time. Like that whole yeah. thing, that's what's happening actually. So you may be changing the past, but you're changing the past and then immediately creating a new universe. Yeah, so you're not actually changing your past. You're just yeah, you're just changing new... someone else's. Yeah. Do you guys have a time travel safe word that only you know? So if you come back in time and someone tells you this, you know it's you from the future. Oh boy, no, I don't, and I probably should think about that now. <laughs> We're such fucking losers. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know. I think I'm ready, but my answer is real dumb. Just think of all the fictional things you've seen, and all of them that take place from before now or after now. So technically, Back to the Future doesn't count. Yes, because we're already living it. Yep, I got one. All right, I'm ready, but I hope maybe I could revise my answer if it's too dumb. All right. Three, two, one, go. Uh, Galaxy Quest. Ooh, wait. Is that in the future? I think. No, because that's in the present day, because they're at a like, okay. convention. Okay, well, that's a loophole. Then I do have a backup. Uh, Planet of the Apes, even though that's the worst answer ever. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. Quantum Leap. Uh, uh, is that? I feel like that's you're trying to do the loophole thing here. The first yeah, episode a... is in the future, and then and but, then the leaping starts. Uh, like it's a future ever go... where time travel exists. Ah, uh, yeah, fucking shit, Lord. Uh, <laughs> I mean, like, do we even? But know I can't. What I can't world? leap. I can't leap. I have to stay in the future. Like but maybe I'm I work in the lab where Sam Beckett works. Well, I guess, I mean, I guess it is an answer. I'm just wondering, is that a good answer? Because do we know anything more about Quantum Leap than that lab and where he starts leaping? Because you never see the rest of that world, do you? No, not really, but it, it's an advanced enough future where fucking time travel's a thing. But what if, like, outside those walls, it's, like, Fallout, and it's just completely destroyed? <laughs> like, you just fucked actually, yourself over. He's the hope to He's the hope to save humanity, and all those people are just there. Like, yeah, but they make it sound like it's a fucking day job, though. Like Al goes home like you're putting a lot of faith into this one guy <laughs> like that, <laughs> his, that his world is better than ours. And that's where you want to go to. <laughs> uh, 
Um, but god damn it, if Planet of the Apes isn't better, that's yeah, like you know, I, but, they're literally both. They can both be the worst possible deci- like decision listen, you've ever made. I'm trying to think of it though. It's like it wouldn't be the way the movies panned out because I would go Wait back in time. And they'd, they, I'd try to like just take over the whole planet. I'd be like, "Look, I'm special. You guys should treat me like your god or whatever." And I'm just gonna like rise to the top and be like, "Yo, this isn't that." You bad. said just future, right? Just future. Yeah, the future. F- Fuller House. It hasn't come out yet, so it's technically god, in the future. Fuck you, AJ. <laughs> Go with Planet of the Apes. No, you're sticking with Quantum Leap, AJ. Damn you're it. sticking with Planet of the Apes. Because Fuller House is a said. great fucking no, choice. fuck you. It's a great choice. Terrible. It hasn't even been released yet. <laughs> Any future with John Stamos is the bad future. No, it's not. <laughs> That's the best future. If we once called him a Greek god. Yes, but we also had... We've actually referenced a lot of Fuller House on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Joey Gladstone as... Oh wow! Yeah, that's right. That was actually. Oh yeah, that Joey Glad the the um. Wait, that was you too, AJ. You just love that was me. It was a Joey. (laughs) It was it was was Joey Gladstone's head and Whoopi Goldberg's head as the hyena from uh, the Lion King on a vulture's body. God damn it! Wait, Doug, why do you think this Planet of the Apes scenario is going to work out with you there? Because have you seen a silverback gorilla? He will fucking murder you yeah I god think- help him if he's actually intelligent enough to use a gun what if he's like inhabiting the sh- body of charlton heston they showed that they're decently intelligent in the movies i think i could have a decent conversation tell the guys that it's like look i was dropped off here by like celestial being you have to just trust my word and like give me the best fuck it you you'd be got. james franco you'd be james franco absolutely <laughs> you're a dead ringer for franco <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i mean we saw how that worked out even in the mark Wahlberg remake where he was an astronaut and he landed on the planet. He's just like, I'm not from here. And they're like, fuck you, put you in a cage. Yeah, I would, I don't know. I'd make it enticing. Oh, you know what I'd do? I'd be like, look, did you guys know you could smoke this plant? <laughs> Doug's answer to everything. Hey, look, pot. Yeah, and then they'll just, it'll change their world. They'll be a lot less dicks. They'll be like <laughs> monkeys that are nice. And they'll be like, hey, this guy's a fucking prodigy. <laughs> they'll just want to sit around and fucking eat all the time. That's that fine hasn't by me. that hasn't worked in our society, let alone with monkeys. Uh, it, it yeah, yeah. Back. Doug introduces the fucking plant that causes the collapse of the monkey empire. Like yeah. he, everyone they find out about weed, and all of a sudden, like all of their politicians and shit, like just no longer want to work anymore, and every like their entire <laughs> society fucking collapses, and it causes a second apocalypse. Jesus. My question was: if the monkeys were supposed to be smarter than us, like. Caesar's intelligence was rapidly evolving and like escalating. How come they're still living in like caves and using like rocks and stuff? Like, that's a really good point. Like, I think it's a habitual they, thing. I think it was they made the first one way back in the seventies when they didn't have <laughs> that good technology, and then they're remaking it now based off that. Like the first movie was like the Bible, and they're like, it has to be based off this. It's like, what like, if wow, had, this like, doesn't make sense? What if it's a like, Gorilla City in uh, the DC comics? Like, that's what I'm trying to say. I, that's what I think. Gorilla Grodd. Planet yeah. of the Apes would be different. But that's in, implying that, like, he becomes bad. I don't know. They just sent him there on the Flash TV show, if like, anyone's not Don't spoilers! Up. Spoiling everything! Um, alright. I mean, I'm gonna have to go with AJ's, just because Planet of the Apes is a dystopian feature oh, for humans. Oh, you're definitely right. Yeah, I know. Well, that's why <laughs> I wanted to go with Galaxy Quest, but then I got screwed because it's not in the future, apparently. It's not. It's present day. Yeah, it they're, is. Like, they're actors, and then they get put in that situation. I see. Yeah, yeah. classic Damn Tim it. Allen Sigourney Weaver flick. Who doesn't? A fucking uh, Alan Rickman. Just like, yep. hey guys, like we're all in the same movie. 
oh, if we're going movie-wise, like, Galaxy Quest is the winner. But for yeah. to live in... Unless yeah, they decided to make a, a Quantum Leap movie, in which case oh. I would buy onto that in a second. Oh, 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 oh. But Amazon just approved a Galaxy Quest TV show. Fuck oh, yeah. Boy. Oh, Jesus Christ. Well, we should definitely end Oh, on Justin Long also? Was Justin Long in that? Yep. Oh, nice. Oh, fuck me, that cast. Sigourney <laughs> Weaver was looking looking fine in that movie. In that movie, she's still looking fine. Yeah, well, we have actually, a winner, and it's AJ. I clean swept Doug. That's sweet. Oh, uh, damn Did he? I don't even remember what the first category was. No, I've already cool. forgotten. <laughs> but, it um, was a superhero you wouldn't want to have sex with. Oh, right, right, right. But um, I guess that was a pretty good episode, guys. Is there anything we want to say before plugs? I think we're pretty much out of time. You should have more confidence in our episodes, Dougs. <laughs> it wasn't a pretty good episode. We know it was a shit episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, plugs? No, not really. I got the Bad Ratch Revenge going on up on YouTube. I'm, I might actually record another one. I'm trying to figure out which game to play now. Nice. And I, I sent a copy of Bad Ratch to Dubs, so maybe he'll send me one. <laughs> And AJ, can we expect more of you this year? <laughs> uh, yeah, the most definitely. Um, I have a lot more free time now, so just feel free to message me and shit. Like, whenever you guys want to record or something, just let me know. Oh. And uh, I'll let you know if I can hop on or not. But uh, yeah, I should definitely be on more episodes of the main show. I guess, also, let's do personal Twitters. Uh, Bren? A-B-T-S, Brendan. AJ, do you have one? Uh, yeah, it's... um. Oh boy, is it X forgetful? X. Uh, it's. I, I think it's just forgetful with a three for an E. Oh, that's oh, very right. appropriate that you can't remember. <laughs> forgetful with a three, and then it's our literally ABTS, my handle for everything. Our ABTS Twitter is just ABT Silence. If you guys like the show, please go give us a like or follow on Facebook and Twitter. That really helps us out. Also, I'm doing Twitch streaming every Tuesday and Thursday at 8 p.m. at Twitch.tv/abtsilence. And other than that, uh, please tell your friends about the show if you like it. Uh, and we'll be doing some more I Was the Walrus, uh, Best of I Was the Walrus, that is, on Friday. So thanks for tuning in, and we will see you next week. Peace. See you.